Welcome to another episode of Driven Minds. This is your host, Franz Bowen. This is your guy, Trav Weeks. We have another special guest, uh, a, a great guest in the building today. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Chris Finley. Hell yeah. Hello, hello, everybody. What's going and thank on? you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Chris is a, a really, really great, dope individual, man. Um, I got wind of Chris through his um, social media marketing and branding for a while, for years, actually, years ago. And I always admired his work ethic, his grind, um, the way he um, branded himself, the way he uh, branded other companies. And um, we got a chance to meet on a different occasions, but through... Um, my partner, um, George Sylvain, we got the introduction, and uh, he came on board to our event, our summit last June, our Impact Culture, and he was a great host. Uh, everybody loved him, and ever since then, we've been working together, and I've been nothing but inspired, and we have some really great projects. So I want to thank you for coming on board to Driven Minds Podcast, brother. I am humbled to be here. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's just take him a little step back, man, because a lot of people know who Chris, Chris is. They know him as, you know, the... The public figure, the brand, the brand guy, the 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 style, the, the fashion style dude, the the guy with the um the following and 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 um the energy he brings to social media. But let's take us back to you know where you're from and, and where it all started at and, and where did you get this drive from? Uh, it all started for me in Brooklyn, New York. I'm from Brooklyn, so yeah, um, yeah, just being from Brooklyn, uh, always just wanting to make it. You know, wanted to make it somewhere, and it all started when, with MySpace, actually. Damn, take it back. Yeah, to MySpace, and just, like, going on MySpace and creating a profile, and understanding from a really early stage what the future of the internet was going to be. Like, I ran around to everybody, and just, like, MySpace is the future, MySpace is the future, and hmm. people were like, really? Like, what are you talking about, MySpace? I was like, no, this is the future, this is the future, and... Then watching that grow and growing platforms from MySpace and then watching Tom being the first ever person to sell his platform Absolutely. for $500 million, I already knew that social media was going to be the future. So I kind of had an advantage because I felt like, you know, when you go to school in Brooklyn, if you didn't have like Jordans or all the coolest sneakers, you weren't like a cool kid. Mm -hmm. But I knew that with the internet, I could be a cool kid. So that's where this all stemmed from. I was just like, I want to be cool. Mm. Like it was, I just wanted to be cool. So I was just like, I'm going to create a profile online. And I was just like studying brands and studying people that like, I like typography and stuff like that. Mm. And that's how I got into like graphic design. But it was really out of just wanting to be down, wanting to be cool. So I used my MySpace as a platform just to like study the internet and see how things were moving. And being so like interested in like just this guy Tom who you create a profile and he was just on the the screen with a white t-shirt on with his right. thumbs up yeah. and mm -hmm. you you just still got used to that face and then That's I true. knew this was going somewhere so my goal was just to get rooted in it somehow some way and to create something out of it early on I didn't know exactly what I was doing I didn't know I was actually creating a brand but all I knew I wanted to create something Right. You know, and that's where it all started for me. My grandmother, she bought me a laptop. And shout I, out to grandma. Shout out to my grandmother for buying me a laptop. I got to thank her for that again. And I downloaded Photoshop. And that's where it started. Just started creating stuff and falling in love with art mm -hmm. and marketing and social media. And 
it led to a lot of it, that was the foundation of a lot of the things that I'm doing today right, right, that right, came cool. from that want and need of wanting to build something and then also just a love of art you know so let's talk about some of the things that you are doing today um you you it's been many years since myspace has been popping um in in the interim uh you've definitely reinvented yourself uh and and reinvented your brand several times to mature to who you are today can you tell us a, a little bit about you know some of your um earlier projects and what that has culminated to today from my earlier projects that I would say like that later foundation for everything that I'm working on today, it was definitely party promoting. So learning how to do the graphic design and then leading myself into doing club flyers, that was my first ever company. It was a graphic design company. But then I started off with that and it led me to doing party promoting, which taught me a lot of the foundation that I have when it comes to like connecting with people right. and it came to marketing because, you know, that led to some of the projects I'm working on as far as like with fashion and events and like branding and having clients. It all stemmed back from like just human interaction and learning about how to like just be human because, you know, with technology today and all these projects that you can work on, sometimes we get confused about like digital and real life. But even though we're using digital, like even though we are on this podcast right now, Mm -hmm. if this is not a platform where people can emotionally connect with it, then it's really going to have not it's not really going to have that much substance. Right. So my earlier projects that I would say basically that led to where I'm at today, the party promoting which led to now me working in fashion and doing an event release which I can reach out to the list of people that used to support me when I was doing parties but I know love fashion but come out to support one of the brands I'm working with which is Save the Duck or Heritage or Knowledge Cotton, like these are brands under a company I work with called Modextel. So I'm basically, I come in, I'm working with them as a brand ambassador. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy when I really think about my life and I think about how every step of my life is like where you're placed or even where God will place you leads to where you are today. Like if you really think about where you are today, if you look at the foundation of where you started, a lot of it is just stepping stones and building blocks from there pieces of the puzzle exactly so like me doing graphic design for some of these party promoters who needed changes on their artwork so quickly it led me to being able to mock up some of the creative assets that i'm mocking up today so quickly or or it taught me about turnaround time Mm -hmm. like how important turnaround time is whereas when you're working on a project Mm -hmm. sometimes people need this stuff back right away and it taught me to have the capabilities to be able to do that. So, um, yeah, like just as far as projects today, um, a lot of stuff I'm working on is rooted around travel. Mm-hmm. So that's like the lifelong goal for me. So every project I work on, I try to make it somehow, some way, have the end goal be travel or traveling. Whether it be designing merchandise, whether it be working with platforms that I choose to partner with now if it's not leading me to the end goal or leading to something that i feel like is having a positive impact on people i try to learn how to say no to those things and the things that i feel like i try to focus on are some way how rooted from where i my foundation lays Mm -hmm. to now also saying you know where is gonna get me to where i want to be in the next two years or five years you know and make making sure that what i'm working on today aligns with where i want to be in two years so um 
Yeah, I would say everything I worked on in the past kind of gave me a little bit of substance or foundation for some of the projects that I am working on now. Right. Mm -hmm. See, what's interesting about you too, man, is like um, you have this mogul mindset. And from the day I met you, it's always been like you're you, you ready to put in this work. You're ready to, um, to, um, to grind, to, to get to the results you needed to, to get for whatever project you're on. Where did you get that? That mindset, like who taught you? Who told you when you started doing graphic design? Yeah, I can start my own company. I can, you know, I can do this myself. I can create a brand. Like who instilled that in you? Well, um, well, thank you first of all for the compliment. I appreciate it. No doubt. Um, but I feel like I got the mindset from like just always falling in love with like logos and brands. And I would, from an early age, I I, I would go on like Walmart.com, and I would like look at like things on Walmart or whatever it was and I always I would look up on uh, Forbes the, or whatever it was platforms what's the top companies in the world I always want to know what were the top companies in the world mm. and I remember at the time it was like Exxon Mobil Walmart Target and I would study their branding because I wanted to be the best when it came to graphic design mm. so I studied their branding when it came to Walmart and all of my branding that I made for my like for anything I wanted it to be on that level of Walmart or Target. So those were the benchmarks that I set for myself at a really young age. Like, how do I become the best in the world? That was just what I had in my mind. Like, I just had this idea of like, how do you become the best when it comes to art? So I just started studying those brands. And then when it came to having my graphic design company, I knew I needed something where people were going to pay me through PayPal. And they asked for a company name. So then I figured I would have to make a company name. Mm. And my first ever company was called the Graphics Express, meaning I'll get you graphics very quickly, the <laughs> Graphics Express. So then I said, you know, what? if I wanted to be taken seriously, because a lot of these people who I communicated with was through email or online, they didn't know my age or they didn't know how old I was. The only thing they could see to kind of judge me based on whether they were giving me work or not was the branding of my actual company. So I said, you know what? I'm going to set my standards so high as far as like a Walmart or a Target so that when they go on my site, they think I'm that big. Mm -hmm. So that was basically what motivated me to kind of start a company so I look bigger than what I was. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to be respected. So I said, I know I had to have a company for people to respect me. When you're 16 years old and you're telling somebody you're sending over a $1,000 invoice, <laughs> you know, if they knew you were 16, they might say, no, you don't deserve this. You deserve right. 300 or right. you deserve 200. Right, right. So I try to brand myself in a way where they didn't know my age. Mm. And like I said, I used MySpace. While at that time I created a MySpace page, we didn't have like business pages like what uh, Facebook has today. Mm. So I created a MySpace page and I used that to kind of just blast out all the rappers and party promoters and DJs and everybody who I knew in New York City. And I basically used that as a foundation to build a database for my first uh, clients. Okay. You know, and, 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 and that's what kind of motivate, motivated me to start a company. And then I know I needed business cards because I would do printing for the flyers that I would design. So that kind of taught me, you know, I need a standard business card. I need something really nice. Right. So like I would go and then like say I would go in the bank and they would give me a card. I would study it and I would say, you know, if Chase Bank made their business card like that, I'm going to make my business card like this. Right. So just basically learning as you go 
And that's what I did. Anything I saw that kind of inspired me, I just grabbed it in mm-hmm. and was kind of like a sponge at that did, time. Did you go to school for um, design? Or? No, I didn't. I'm self-taught when it came to uh, Photoshop, but I did have a really good mentor. Uh, one of the best graphic designers even out of Brooklyn, his name is uh, Lynx. He had a company called Flawless Graphics. Mm-hmm. So I used to just study his work. I used to call him every single week and say, can I please work for you? Can I please work mm-hmm. for you? I used to just call him off the hook. And then finally he was like, you know what? I'll give you some tips. So he let me hang out with him and he gave me some tips here and there and he gave me some resources that I could use to kind of build off of. Mm. And every single step of the way, I just was so grateful for any opportunity I would get and I would just try to maximize it. So if he gave me a resource, I would spend hours on hours just beating at that resource, whether it be like a website or some type of template to study. And I would just put the time in to kind of be try to be the best mm-hmm. until one day some of Lynx's... Uh, clients started to come to me because he would charge 400 for a piece of art which I would charge 150 mm. because I was younger so I didn't really need to charge as expensive as he, as he was right. I was just really just so happy to get the opportunity that I would do anything to, to get, get work at that time right. yeah you know and it's the same as today with like so much people like if you really want those opportunities sometimes you will take a cut or you'll do something for less because you know in the future you're going to be building a platform for yourself where you're going to get paid triple what you're worth, right, you know? Right. So that's kind of what motivated me at that time to kind of start a company. I just really wanted to be respected. Right, right. So I've seen over time the vision, your vision definitely has expanded, right? Because you became and you are a brand ambassador for a lot of brands and um, a lot of um, different products that I've seen you, um, that I've seen you market and um, add your style of branding to it. Um, as far as being a brand ambassador, why did you decide that that was a route that you wanted to take and what do you get out of that as far as working with brands? As far as like when I say, when you say the word brand ambassador, I don't feel like that's a route that you take. Mm. I feel like that's a route that is a title that gets thrown on top of you. Mm. Um, I don't look at myself per se as a brand ambassador. You know, that's a title that defines what I do, but I feel like I'm very good at pinpointing my weaknesses. I'm very good at saying, this is what happened in my life, this is what I do wrong, and this is what I do right. And I'm, I have no problem with putting that out there. That being said, I feel like when you're a person online or anywhere and you have a following where people kind of like look to you for like what do you do what do you like where do you go and it inspires them the number one thing there they look for is that human touch Mm -hmm. and I think one thing that I was gifted with thank God was I love people I have a love for people and human beings whereas when I see a person if they're like a speaker or they're a videographer I see them already as Steven Spielberg mm. like when I look at a videographer and I look at how they move I don't see them as a videographer holding the camera I see them as a Hollywood director already mm. and that being said as a brand ambassador anybody who is viewing you or looking at you One thing about human nature is people could tell when you're being authentic or they can tell when you're just putting on a front. And I feel like I have been able to build a brand off of being who I really am, Mm. where I'm like, these are my flaws. This is what's wrong with me. And these are the good things about me. But 
please accept me for who I am because this is the best I can be, who I am. And I feel like that's when brands want to work with you. They want to work with you when they realize that this is who you are, this is who you choose that you're going to be, and you're not changing because a logo is being placed on you. And when you can build that relationship, I don't really, I feel like you're defined as a brand ambassador, but you're being yourself, you know, and when I'm working with any brand and me being fortunate to work with some great brands, Mm -hmm. I try to not make it a way where I'm doing something just for the internet. So people could be like, that doesn't really make sense. Like you don't eat meat, but you're doing a McDonald's commercial. You know, and that's what I feel. That's my advice for anybody who would even listen to this recording. Mm-hmm. Build a brand for yourself or build it based on what you love. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a photographer, a videographer, or you're a content creator, create content only in a space where you love. Because mm-hmm. when there's good days or bad days, you know you're loving everything what you do. Mm-hmm. But if you are, if you love race cars, but you're working in a field where it's all about swimming, you will do the dopest videos, but you won't feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like working with brands, two things I feel like has led to like where I'm at today is me focus on, on exactly what I love. So when I'm going through those crazy stressful days, I'm like, you know what? It's stressful, but I love what I do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even the viewer that's watching, if you're doing what you love, even when you have the worst day, they could tell when you're having the worst day based on if you love it or if you're having the worst day, whether it's something that you don't like at all. Because if you're having the worst day and you love something, you're like, damn, I'm having a bad day. But you know what? Tomorrow's going to be all right. When you don't love what you're doing and you're in a field that you don't like, it's like, yo, I can't believe I'm doing this, man. You know, it's, a, it's two different mind states. So when it comes to like the word brand ambassador, I feel like I was fortunate enough to be, to choose, to choose projects that i know will fulfill me or will lead to where i want to be and and, and the word brand ambassador is so thrown around every day everybody's a brand ambassador today everybody has a million followers everybody is a social media coordinator nowadays it's like who are you really when the cameras shut off when these mics turn off how many people in the room can you have a real conversation with Mm -hmm. and build a real relationship with Mm -hmm. whereas when i leave the room they're just not like Yo, who is that dude? Are they like, yo, you know what? I like that guy. Right. Not because he's a brand ambassador, but because of their personality, you know? Mm-hmm. So as far as the word brand ambassador, like I'm so grateful for what I do and to work with brands. Right. But yeah, I feel like there, there has to be like a clear definition of what that word is nowadays because it's True. thrown around right, right. so frequently everywhere like everybody's a brand ambassador you know yeah definitely i mean it's it's really about you know um building pardon me and maintaining that credibility with your audience and the the uh i guess companies that you would work with to be able to you know further business in any capacity but can you tell us about a time when um you know it wasn't as organic or or rather um uh, a partnership that you had that was super organic and it was just a really good experience Mm, let's see I don't really remember um, Times when it was Wasn't so organic I don't remember that Like I I really haven't had I was fortunate enough To really not have Those situations in my life Okay Where like I've done Unorganic stuff I don't remember Because when anything Doesn't feel right Or I don't have Like I feel like Or rather What would be your criterion To, to take on a project Like somebody comes to you Like Chris 
you know, we, we see a social presence, you know, we, we understand that people, you know, get along with you, they, they trust you mm-hmm. um, and your credibility. This is our pro- product or service. How do you, how do you decide, all right, this is something I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess with? Um, as far as picking a project that I would say this is like a really, for anybody that you know it's organic, it's like you're going on a date with a girl. And you sitting across from her, you could tell within like the first ten minutes if this is gonna be something that is gonna be a dope night or it's gonna be a night where you're just like, oh man, when is this gonna end? When you walk into a room with a brand or anybody you're partnering with or anybody that you're even doing business with, there should be some sense of excitement, like yo, that's gonna be a dope project or this is gonna be a good idea. When you're working with any brand or working with anybody in business, it should be a level of respect where they respect your ideas, respect what you bring to the table, and believe in what you can deliver. And also, it should be also a conversation of how can we build in phases where it's just not like, I want to I wanna give you this product so you post on your Instagram page. Have a nice life. That's not, I don't really look at those as partnerships. Right. I, I look at those as we like your platform, we like your numbers, and we want to tap into that. We want to test it out for our ROI. Have a nice day. Right. I don't believe in that. I believe in. Like more partnerships with your. I believe in building relationships. Like, right. how can we work together long term? I believe in you, you believe in me, and that only happens when people are aligned on long term visions. Mm. That's it. If you're aligned on long-term visions, you know you're going to build together. If you're doing business with somebody and somebody's your partner, if you don't know what their two-year game plan is, you're doing something wrong. Mm. Because when days go wrong and you have your ups and downs, you should be able to have that conversation about, you know, this didn't go right, but we're going to make it there. We We know how to pivot. We know how to do what we have to do to make this flourish into something special. And that's the same way when you're working with a brand. You should know their two-year goals or long-term goals. They should know your long-term goals because every single brand partnership may not go successful all the time. Every event may not be a success. Every social media activation may not have the hits that you want to have. But it's easier to take it in stride when it's you know the to take end goal. It, exactly. It's right. easier to take it in strides when you guys build a conversation and build a relationship where there's care there, there's respect there, and you both want to see each other win. And those are the meanings of real brand partnerships. When you both believe in each other, you both want to see people win, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, for example, me working with the NBA, right. my whole thing is based on travel. But I had to do that with the NBA. The reason being because when I grew up in Brooklyn, nobody couldn't tell me I wasn't going to the league, right. you know? And in my brain, I may not have been the best basketball player ever, mm-hmm. and people who's listening to this from Canarsie, I'm out. Or my old hood would be like, oh, he sucked or whatever. They'll tell jokes. <laughs> but nobody couldn't tell me when I right. walked in the gym that, to, that, I wasn't, right, right. that I wasn't Allen Iverson or something. Yeah. Yeah, so, when I, so when I had the opportunity to work with the NBA, mm-hmm. that was like me saying, hey, I ain't make it to the league, but, but yo, I'm in this NBA commercial, you know? Right. And it meant something to me. Mm-hmm. Like nothing, nobody can't, anybody that's from Brooklyn, Queens, Chicago, any urban city, if they have the opportunity to work with the NBA, especially if you're a basketball lover, mm. that sends goosebumps through your skin. You're like, am I really working with the NBA? Like, I didn't get to go to the league. I'm not, mm. I'm, I may not be good enough to get to the league. I may not be tall enough, right. but I'm working with the league. Yeah. Absolutely. Can you expound on that? What was that experience like? Um, what were you doing specifically with, with the uh, organization? Fly as hell, by the way. 
thank you. I appreciate it. You know, I, I was fortunate enough to build a relationship with my friend Barry over at the NBA. Great guy. Does so many amazing things over there when it comes to style, partnerships, public relations. And he reached out to me when it came to like their holiday. They wanted to do something cool. They were they wanted to come up with a cool idea and they had, you know, um, holiday jerseys, the product. They're like, what do you think about these? Mm-hmm. I think these are dope. You know, that's why I answered back. But then I had a bigger vision. I just wanted to do something that I thought would be cool, be funny, right. be something that would entertain people or even entertain me, something that I thought was a good idea. Right, right. And that led to us putting together a treatment that led to get to us like just kind of collaborating and it turned into like a really special thing for me per se Mm -hmm. because i'm so used to doing all these things that are like fashion based so serious so high-end that 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 allowed me to have fun right and then like i would see kids from my old high school who i used to play basketball with and some of them like i used to i used to give them the business you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. some of them used to give me the business but for me to have them they don't comment on any of my stuff all year round like four years go by they're following me they never comment and they commented on my post and they're like oh trash but are sending shots or joking but it was a magical moment because it's like damn like they they, like i know from their perspective they could always say like yo i play basketball with this kid in gym and he's doing commercials with the nba and, and that means something to me. That means something to somebody from Brooklyn. Like, yo, I did something with the NBA. Like, somebody that's magical. Is. That's a brand partnership right. that you will remember for the rest of your life. And that's what I feel like. It, it's something that resonates with you as when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Somebody who just started with a dream. You know, somebody was, you, you know, you start, you like, when you, whatever you loved as a kid, mm-hmm. if you're one day able to work with those brands, that will mean so much more to you because you know that you love it. You know it resonates with you. You know, and, 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 and that's why I felt like that was so special. Shout out to the NBA store on Fifth, Fifth Avenue. You know, they have a beautiful store over there. I was able to meet the whole staff, the whole team. They were super cool. You know, they launched a, a commercial on there. It was an Instagram video. It was a Facebook video. They launched it on their social platforms. They showed so much love. It got picked up nice. by a, a few um, basketball, major basketball uh, platforms. Nice. Had about over... 500 to 800,000 impressions mm-hmm. between Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. So it was great, That's you know, and, and, and I was just like, you know, it was a dope thing. And I got so much love. I got um, basically shares on shares from my network of people that were just reposting, reposting, reposting. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when it's like dope. Like when you just have people that genuinely just show you support and they want to see you do good, and that means a lot, you know. And that's why I say that brand partnership was special, you know. Let's talk about the power. You just mentioned your network. Let's talk about the power of networking, right? Because there's a lot of young um, creatives and go getters, um, entrepreneurs out there that you know are trying to make deals happen, trying to find new clients, trying to expand their brand, mm-hmm. and uh, networking is key. Let's talk about the power of networking that you have in your life and how far it's got you. Uh, power networking is everything. Like the way you treat people is everything. Mm. The way you, the way your word is everything. And I'm starting to learn that every day, even when it comes to deadlines. Like your word is everything. Like you handing a deadline late, that could ruin a relationship. Mm. And that's why I feel like when it comes to your network, that's why I listed that first because I always try to give people advice based on what has worked for me and what hasn't worked for me. 
And my network is one of the most powerful things in my life because people open doors. You can have all the followers in the world. You can have all the views in the world. But if you don't know the right person, you can't get anywhere. You can have no followers. But if you know the right people, you could be put on and have a million followers tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Based on the people you know and based on how you treat those people and based on how accountable you are for your word. You know, um, me, when it comes to my network and when it comes to my people, whoever it is, whatever room I try to walk into, I try to leave with a little bit of magic where... Whenever you work on something, you over-deliver and you leave a room so powerful that people know that at least when you come around, you're going to come with some type of substance. Mm. And that's the best advice I could give people when it comes to their network. And the people in your network, don't be afraid to do favors for people or don't be afraid to open doors for people. And that's one thing I try to do. Whenever I meet people, the first thing I think about as far as my network goes or anybody in my network is... How do I add value to these people? How do I add value in some type of way? And my network has opened doors for me over the years because I always think about just people in my network and how do I give and how do I help them? That you know, it's countless amount of times people they always look at like the success of when somebody is like doing good, but they don't look at all the nights and the free favors that people do or the overnights that people spend helping people out. You know, and I don't try to count those things. I do things and I help out the goodness of my heart to because I love helping people and I love giving to people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because me coming up, I feel like a lot of the things I had to work really hard for. And I is a lot of times I had to prove myself just for a door to be open. Mm -hmm. So when that door got open, one thing I always said for myself was in my network, I will always try to open doors for anybody that I could open and open the door and don't look behind me. Meaning, don't look for that person to say, what are you going to do for me now? Just open the door and give it to them. And that's, I've been fortunate enough that some people have done that for me and I would like to do that for others. Mm -hmm. So that's when I, when, when I, when we talk about the network. The network is so powerful because these are people. These are humans. These are people that care about you and you care about them. And it's all about building that real life relationship with them. Not just having a million followers on the internet, but you don't talk to people right. or you don't do favors for anybody right, right. or you don't do like anything. You don't do anything for humanity mm -hmm. or you don't do events where you could actually mingle with people and have a real life conversation about life and family and what they're really going through because you know, and that's when that's what we really talk about network. Like, what is your network when you do an event or when you die and you have a funeral? How much people are really going to come out and say, you know what, this person, how many people are going to be able to stand up at your funeral and tell personal stories or personal conversations about how you impacted their life? Because God forbid somebody dies. Nobody's going to say, yo, man, I ain't going to front. He had two million followers on Instagram. <laughs> Nobody's gonna say that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People, people, you know what I'm saying? Nobody's gonna say that. That's facts, though. People are gonna say, "Yo, man, I remember that one time when I was having a stressful day, and he and, and he looked out for me, right, and we right, were right. sitting down, and we was talking, and it just meant so much to me." Mm -hmm. And that's the meaning of a network. How many people do you actually touch and help and open doors for? How many people what, do you, you know? Have a, do you have a name for that type of equity? Like, you know, just like, because a lot of times, you know, you'll, you'll go far and you'll bend over 
backwards to help other individuals and that was what do you call that like what do you call with because it's not money you could put in a bank but it's something it's it's intangible like, love right okay love that's it mm. love you got to have love for people if you have a platform you have a responsibility you have to have love for people that's mm. straight up you got to love human beings and when you love human beings, it changes your decision making of what exactly you want to do with your life and how you give back to your network. Mm. If you have 10 million followers or 50 million followers or 81 million followers on Instagram, but you're not thinking about your year and saying, all right, what can I do out of this year to give back? Mm. Then how valuable is your network? How valuable is really your network? And I hear a quote all the time that makes me laugh all the time and I laugh and I chuckle about it because it's so true. And people say, Jesus Christ only had 12 followers. A figurative speech saying he only had 12 disciples. But how much impact did he make on the world compared to some people that have 80,000 or 80 million or 71 million? What are they doing to really change society when they actually have the crowd to do it? Are they changing society? Are they doing things for society? Or are they distracting society? And that comes out of love. Because if you really have love for human beings and people, you would open your eyes to really what's going on around you and be aware of it and care to make a change. So when, and, and we, I know we're just talking about network and equity and things you do for people, but it really comes down to that simple statement, love. How much love do you have for other human beings? Whereas you care enough to open doors for them. Are you care enough to put them on to resources that would advance them or have them learning quicker than you did, you know? Yeah, I believe in that. I, I definitely believe in, like, giving information away mm -hmm. because a lot of times people hold That's on to information. Us, you know, a lot of people hold on to information. It's like, damn, I wish I would have known that. And it's kind of hard for, for you to call somebody, like, a friend or somebody that will hold on to information that they know you need desperately. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty dope. I like, I like that concept. So Chris, tell us, tell us, uh, you have some really lovely uh, um, accessories here. Oh, There's a, a really dope leather is calfskin bag. Yeah, um, <laughs> that and a, that, uh, that, you know, that is lush and supple. Uh, so that's my that's my uh, travel bag that I designed, and that came from like just me loving travel and just wanting to travel the world mm -hmm. and working with brands and knowing that I wanted something that was a part of me. Mm -hmm. So I created that travel bag and it's really out of love. That's like, I don't really talk so much on it only when people ask about it because that's one of the projects that make me nervous a little. Why is that? Because when you put your real passion into something and it takes time to learn it and it's not something that you were just naturally gifted with, mm -hmm. you wonder every day when you're working on it, am I doing good? Am I doing good? Am I doing good? And sometimes other people remind you whereas they say, yo, this bag looks dope. But even me, like when you actually love something a lot and you're working on it, mm -hmm. you, 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 you sometimes you're your biggest critic where you right. nitpick at it and you're like, is this good? Is that good? Could I did this? Could I have done this better? So yeah, um, that's the bag. And then we have my hat from my brother. His name is Daryl uh, Dragon. He created a brand, a hat brand called Movie Life. And it's just all about um, believe in yourself. And he, in his concept, and he kind of learned a lot from him. He would always like drop gems, but he said like movie life. Like if you really think about it, right? Your life is like a movie that you're acting in. 
mm-hmm. whereas you're the star of your movie. So it's like a movie life. Mm-hmm. You choose the roles you play. You choose the actors around you. And you determine where you go. Mm-hmm. Life is your movie. Live your movie. That's fly. That's very Shakespearean. You know? Shakespeare so so, so when I started, and, and when you really think about that, that whole theory can change how you actually plan out your entire life. Because if you look at 2017 to 2018 in and say, what is your life? Where are you going to be in 2017 to 2018? What is my life like? You can actually say my life is a movie and plan your whole life out exactly how you want it to be and act it out exactly how you want it to be. Movies have plot twists. And movies have protagonists and the villain. And there's going to be times in your life when a plot twist comes in where something is going on when you're playing an event. The venue might get shut down. Something might happen. You might need to switch something last minute. That's just like a movie. What are you going to do, actor? The lights is on. Time to perform. What are you going to do? And and I started really thinking into that. And, and that whole concept just motivated me to just start planning out my life a different way. Whereas... I know how I want my movie to play out, and this is how it's going to be, point blank, period. Mm-hmm. Are there um, any self-motivation tactics you use to, to you know, um, well, even, matter of fact, past even self-motivation, pretty much what is it? Because what drives you, right? You wake up in the morning, you, you, um, you get to work, you, 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 you have your projects where you, you work diligently on what is it that drives you to do what you do every single day that build your brand, build your legacy? What is that thing that says, you know what, I have to be somebody, I have to go out there and make waves, I have to be in um make um be influential in, in in other people's lives as well as my family's. What is that thing that makes you keep going? God. Like I believe in God a lot or a lot a lot because I haven't seen anything till today that I deserved in my life that I prayed for Mm -hmm. that I didn't get and it wasn't until I started praying with the deepest part of my soul and like dropping down on my knees and praying on like my day on my business plans like really laying out a business plan and saying God if this is for me let it be for me Mm -hmm. like when I got a call from People over at Christian Louboutin, one of the first things I did after the call is I dropped down and I prayed and I said, God, if this is meant for me, make it happen. If this is not coming from you, don't make it happen. Because it was that scary. I was like, they're calling me. You want to work with me? And God and faith has led my life exactly where it's at. Like I pray every day of my life, first of all. And I pray multiple times a day with whatever I'm going through. And I've learned, you know, just from situations that like when you put God first and when you put faith first, even in front of your business, like that changes everything. Cause like you take two people and they have the same amount of talent and they basically have the same amount of tape capabilities. And you take one person over here and let them lean on their own understanding. And then you take the other person here and you drop a little prayer and faith on them. You see who performs better. This person on the left might get a little lucky, but I'll tell you when times get hard and there's days when you feel like depression is kicking in and you're going crazy, when you can literally sit down and pray and ask God for guidance and to lead you in the right direction, that can change everything because that's the difference of you saying, you know what, I quit, it's over. 
to you saying, you know what, I can make it. I know I can make it. And when you pray for things and you see blessings happen in front of your eyes, or you see people walk in rooms that weren't even supposed to be there and be like, I got you. I'm putting you onto this. Or I'm going to open this door for you. Or I'm going to broker this deal for you. You know that it's only God that can bring those people in your life. Like, it's serious. And a lot of people, they 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 see them themselves and, like, they live their lives and they don't even understand the power that they have, which is a power of prayer, to pray for these things that they want. Like, literally, to pray for the things that they want that could actually change their lives and make things really happen. And I value that privilege that I have and I utilize it and I've watched blessings upon blessings. Like, even the fact that I'm doing this interview. Who is Chris Finley? If we really be honest, who is Chris Finley? Chris Finley was a kid with a dream. Why is somebody interviewing me today? Like, these are the things that I go home and I pray about. Like, thank you, God, for allowing somebody to even care enough to ask me what's my story. You know, and I feel like that's what keeps me driven every single day, like setting goals. My grandmother keeps me driven. My grandmother came to this country and brought the whole family up from St. Vincent. My grandmother started at her job 30 eight years ago working for 150 dollars a week now she purchased two houses she's like living the american dream and i see my grandmother made it from nothing to something in this country how can i not strive to be the greatest human being ever Mm -hmm. you know my little brother pushes me so much you know like all these things really motivate my life and drive me every single day to be like don't quit. Don't quit. Because there's times when it gets hard. There's times when it get, gets so rough that you're like, people don't understand me. I don't know what's going on. What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next in my life? But a lot of people think this way. But if you think back two years on where you were two years ago, then you think back two years before that, you could look, you could really look at your life and be like, thank God that I'm where I'm at today. And it's like my faith in God. I read the Bible. And one of the things that stand out to me so much is this this saying that is like oh ye have so little faith oh ye have so little faith meaning when you have faith in god you're not supposed to be afraid of your future you're not supposed to be afraid like faith and failure don't even mix in the same conversation because if you're if you're praying you're not supposed to be worried so that's what keeps me going there's times when i'm worried and i'm going crazy i'm stressed out and i'm like how am i gonna make it how am i gonna make it am i gonna be successful am i gonna be successful in life what is the definition of success? And then I sit and I pray and I'm like, God, guide me in the right direction. Guide the words that come out of my mouth. Guide the decisions I make and how I treat people. Guide this project I'm working on. And when you see things just turn into magic and you things you see things flourish into amazing things, you could only, from my perspective, I can only say thank you, God. Thank you for all these blessings that are happening. So I'll be honest, those are the things that keep me going because I feel like if I didn't have that I would I could easily quit on a lot of things I work on you know and, and that's my honest truth I meet people in the street that walk up to me and they're like oh p- please tell me what's the secret what's what 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 how do you how do you do all this stuff how do you and and I always when I really sit down and have a conversation with people I'm like faith mm. prayer faith confidence I pray on what I want. I sit, I make a business plan. I make plans for the month. I make plans for the year. I make plans for my day. I pray on it. I have faith that it's going to happen. And when you pray and you have faith, you walk into a room with a different set of confidence. Because you just prayed for what you're about to do. So now you walk in the room with a different set of confidence. And when somebody walks in the room with that type of confidence, people talk about them and say, 
what's going on with that person? Why are they so confident? You don't know that person could be broken. You don't know what that person could be going through. But they have so much faith in themselves that they're going to make it. And that's, like I said, the difference of two people with the same amount of capabilities and one making it way further than the other one. A little hint of faith and prayer could change anybody's life. And that's what I feel like is my personal testimony of why these things are happening in my life. I look at what I'm doing now and I prayed for stuff like this. That MBA com- thing I worked on, I prayed for that years ago. It's just it was placed in my life when I was ready for it. Mm. Gotcha. So when you see, um, when you want to go down, what, 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 what is Chris Finley's uh, legacy? What do you want to go down as? Um, as far as my legacy, I can't say exactly what I feel like my legacy will be. But I know I want to see the entire world. I have to see the entire world. I will see the whole entire world, you know, and, 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 and see, I feel like that's also the human side of me because there's one side of me that says in the connotation, I want to see the whole entire world as if I'm requesting it and I'm asking for it. And then I right away correct myself and say, I will see it. Mm-hmm. And that's the human side of me. Like I even have those thoughts. So even for my legacy, I would like Speaking in that conversation connotation again, I would like to be an example of somebody that inspires others to say I can and I will. You know, and whether that be for a young brother coming up in Brooklyn, New York, that is on his block and he doesn't think that he could travel to Ibiza or Paris or Madrid or North America or South Dakota or wherever it is in the world or Cuba. Like I want to travel. I want to see the world. I want to do things that actually help people, but I also want to inspire people that they could get out and travel to and see the world mm. and change their lives by traveling the world. So as far as my legacy, like I'm, I'm so inspired by people like Anthony Bourdain. You know, I, I love how he travels and he does cool things and he's himself, you know, and I love people that make changes in our society and that lead by good example so i would hope and i would pray that one day i would leave leave a legacy where people would be inspired to follow their own dreams and do and live the best life they can live that makes them happy you know that's the only thing i could hope for you know Mm -hmm. um yeah god willing that's dope man that's fly that's dope um real quickly where are some places that uh you because travel has been like a, a Reoccurring theme in this conversation. Where are some places that you are looking to go? Perhaps this year. Everywhere. <laughs> um, I'm uh, Cuba. Definitely going to Cuba. Word. Um, Saint Vincent. I want to go to my home country, Saint Vincent. Oh, you've been sentient. Yeah, nice. I want to go. Um, to Saint Vincent. Uh, there's so many places I would like to go. You know, when it comes to, when it comes to travel. It's never something that's just like planned out for me. Like I, I go with the wind. There's opportunities that come up all the time and I like to just pack the bag and go. So there are some places that I would love to see. Like, you know, I love the world. Like I love the globe. I love that even looking at a vector of a, go- a globe. Yeah. You know, so when it, I, I would love to go to Africa. You know, that's a big place that I know I would love to go to. I would love to go to Jamaica. I would love to go to Japan. Mm. Like These are all places that I really would like to see. You know, there's a Bob Marley Museum in Jamaica. I would love to visit that. Yeah, you know, that would like, be a fly. Uh, that, 
trip to Turkey. Yeah, yeah, so. those are dude, these are things that I would like to do, like just seeing being immersed in culture. Right. You know? And then also seeing the humanitarian side of it too, because it's one thing to travel and see the world. It's another thing to go to these different places and touch the people and see what their lives are like. Mm. You know? Absolutely. You know, so um mm-hmm. yeah. And um this is my um my final questions um for you somebody who garnered a lot of social media influence and was able to get a lot of followers and really push your movement your brand through social media what advice would you give somebody who who wants to say you know what i I want brands to hit me up and i want to work with brands and show them my style or i want to you know travel the world and you know work with different tourism boards what are some advice you would give somebody who wants to you know go along that that same path i would tell them uh Work on your own brand as a human being. Work on your own brand. You are your brand. Uh, so many people are like, I want to work with brands. I want to work with this person. I want to work with that person. How about you work on yourself as a project, on how to build up the greatest version of you? If you want to work with brands out there, the best way is, of, is just a conversation to reach out and talk to them. But a lot of the times, it's going to lead you in a room with them. Once you get into that room, anybody could get in the room. What's going to keep you in the room? What's going to keep you in the room is an organic version of yourself. Just being you. You know, like everybody walking around the planet has a brand. Because everybody has a soul inside of them, who they are. What, who are you? What makes you different than everybody else? And make that your brand. Because that's the only thing that's going to make you different than everybody else. Like I was having a talk with one of my friends today who kind of put me on to a lot of great things. His name is Marcus Troy. And I told him, I said, Marcus Troy, you are a brand in yourself. You are an icon when it comes to the amount of brands you've worked with. But the only thing that makes you different than any of these other people that may have a million followers or five million followers is where you're from. What are you about? Your family, your heritage. That's your brand. Mm. People don't understand that. That's your biggest advantage. Whether you're from the hood in Queens or Brooklyn, Oh, whether you're from Madrid, Milan, it doesn't matter. Use where you're from to talk about your culture, to be you and offer that to the world. And I feel like that's the difference of people that build real authentic brands and the people that are just filters online with great Photoshop. You know, like that's my advice for anybody that's trying to build a brand. Look deep inside of you because we all have what we need already. We just just takes time for us to reveal it to ourselves. Like, you already have all of that inside of you. Use what you have inside of you to open doors for yourself. Whether it be a love of art, whether whatever it is, culture. And when you walk into these rooms, whatever room you're in, use what you have to open the doors. If I walk into a room and I like art, and I don't know any artists in the room, my conversation is going to be, I like this art, but I know nothing about art. And build off of that foundation block. And there's going to be somebody in the room that's going to say, some people might say, I don't want to talk to this person. I'm not interested. But there's going to be one person that's going to say, you don't like, you don't know art. I'm going to teach you one thing. Use what's inside of you to build a brand. And when you're going to work with brands, reach out to brands that you love and you organically use. So go through your house, go through your wallet, go through your pocketbook, go through your room. And whatever you have that's in your room that's a brand, that you've been using for a long time, those are the brands you should be working with. Mm. Not because you saw it on Instagram or not because you saw it on TV or because you saw it on a commercial. Look at what you use organically and those are things that you should be coming up with ideas for. Now, of course, there should be some aspiring brands that you have. Like I 
see myself working with Ferrari. I love the Ferrari 458 Italia. I just have a love for that car as a vehicle. You know what I'm saying? I have a love for the 458 Italia. So you can have some brands that you aspire to work with. But then also look at what's around you and look at what you use all the time. Those may be the brands that you could actually build an organic relationship with because you use it every single day of your life. And if you are going to work with a brand, try using it first or interacting with it first. So when you get into the room, you actually have a conversation of substance from a human point of view that can be like a review. Like you go to work with Adidas and you bought a pair of shoes, but the God forbid, not Adidas. I don't want to name any brand, but a shoe company and the soul is falling out of any shoe company. Mm. You don't want to walk in the room and say, oh, this shoe is great. This is the greatest shoe in the world. You want to walk in the room and actually say. Yo, the soul is falling out. This could be better. This could be better. And that's my advice. Go into the room with an honest opinion because most of the time they already know and pinpoint the strengths and weaknesses that they have. But when you pinpoint them too, they see that you guys are on the same thinking pattern. And that only comes from organic, really, feelings that come from you. So that's my best advice. If you want to work with brands, if you want to build a social media following, be the best version of you. Build up you and use what you have from where you're from as an advantage to take you through that next door. Mm. You know? Got you. Yo, that's fly. Chris, <laughs> this was one of the most, um, I want to say, honest conversations we've had because you, your, your genuine energy is abounding. You know what I mean? And you're coming from a, from a place of natural curiosity. And I believe that a lot of the things that you said can help somebody, even help me personally. You know what I'm saying? I'm a person that kind of struggles with, you know, just like um, um, exhuming all of the the talent and, and, and energies and not even that, just knowing where to place everything. So definitely thank you for uh, coming by and, and sharing that. Just really quickly, can you tell us where to find us on the, uh, oh, not us, but find you on the social? Uh, on Instagram, you can find me at, at Chris Finley on Facebook, Chris Finley, Chris Matthew Finley, um, my website, ChristopherFinley.com. And yeah, send me a message, send me a DM. I'm on the internet. I'm very responsive when it comes to my audience and my crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate you guys for having me on. Um, I wish you guys the most success because I love what you guys are doing. I watched German Society start from the beginning of just watching the t-shirt and the logo online and saying that's a dope logo i want to rock that Mm -hmm. and i will always call my friend george and say i want to be down with driven society i want to be down with driven society (laughs) and that's just honest like that's how i felt so to see you guys go from the panel doing something for the culture to doing stuff with retail spaces and pop-up shops to now doing a, a podcast where you're actually taking your time and energy to give wisdom and motivation of the people to people and to the younger generation coming up even if they're listening i commend you guys and i pray that god continues to bless you guys and open doors and this podcast flourishes where you have amazing partners and amazing brands that want to uplift what you guys are trying to do and that's one reason why i am a supporter of driven society because anybody who i meet in life that is trying to do something positive for culture mm-hmm. i'm down with it i support those things so thank you guys for having me 
and I wish you guys the most success. Yo, Appreciate that, my absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Man. Also, um, check us out, Driven Society. Um, we have a partnership with um, Blue Magazine and Chris Finley, um, where we'll be doing um, really dope informational panel series with yes, Ali. Um, partnering with Ali as well, too. First one is going to be January 19th. Chris, 19th. Chris Finley and Devon Johnson of Blue Magazine will be hosting it. We have some great speakers. We have Jesse Kirschbaum. We have Gary Nix. Um, and we have Johnny Nunez. And we're going to be talking about... Um, um, how to define your brand And we're going to be talking about the ins and outs of branding We're going to be taking questions from Twitter um, We're going to be taking live Q- Q&A from the audience as well too So it's really going to be a dope time You can find tickets So You may have a couple slots left You might have to DM one of us if you want to get in there for real it may DM Travis out, You know what I mean It's connectus.eventbrite.com And um, if you don't make this one Definitely make the next one in a couple What's the months. date again? Um, January 19th Yes sir And uh, yeah We want to thank Chris again For coming by That was This was definitely um, Very inspirational And uh, we're excited to see The different things You do in the future man um, you Thank know, you Let's thank keep you. going Let's do it Absolutely. baby Driven society You already know Stay driven Stay driven yeah